On this episode of Resi Week, we look at a new Bluetooth device from Logitech. Also talk about the Cedia Market Expansion Survey. All that and more next on Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 34, recorded Monday, September 26, 2016. Market Expansion. Resi Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Middle Atlantic Products. Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host today, Matt D. Scott for AVNation.TV. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Delia Hansen, the VP of Marketing for Clara Controls. How are you today? Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me again. Thanks for being here. I've also got my good friend and partner in crime, uh, Stephen Bronner. He's the president of Pro Audio Georgia. How you doing, man? I'm outstanding. It's a beautiful day in the country. <laughs> You're in the city. Come on. I know where you are. Uh, not where it's I'm at right now. It's not really country. <laughs> Just look behind Fair you. Enough. You're not in that much of the country. He's in Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, that's country. Well, look at that ceiling. That that That's Ooh. no country long. I got you. That's, that's sexy. I look behind me and nothing but a mirror. Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> And that's how the show's going to start began. off. So moving on, <laughs> uh, last but not least, we're joined by my other good pal, Tim Albright. He's the founder of AV Nation. How you doing, bud? Doing well, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. You know why? Why? It's Monday. I watched TV last night. Oh, you watched TV last night. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, so, for pe- so people don't know, there's a, yeah, if, if you're you watching know. a video, if you're watching a video, there's a, there's a, there's a bear's pennant behind me and i actually have yeah. two people on this call who don't like that so yeah it's great well no no i have nothing against the bears no, but just... delia's a freaking packers fan so let's start yeah, with so that she knows yeah. she knows oh, better. yeah beautiful all right well let's let's start this this episode off actually on a bit of a somber note um <clears throat> on the 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 22nd rti announced that it lost its founder and ceo john Dembski, uh who passed away unexpectedly and uh, you know this is a this is a sad thing. Um, RTI is a, a huge, huge company, and I, you know I know Stephen's a, a big dealer for them, as we are. Uh, and it's a it's a sad day. Uh, we we send our, our thoughts and prayers out to the whole RTI family, and uh, we just wanted to you know kick that off and, and mention that right off the top. Uh, Stephen, anything anything to comment on that? I don't know. Did you ever meet him? I did not, but okay. I will make a comment on it. When this gentleman in 1992 decided to take on the industry and develop a universal control system, um, he literally was a midget among giants. At that time, you only had one huge player in the industry, and that was yep. Crystal. And this gentleman had the forethought and the wisdom to go in and tackle an industry, tackle a giant, and try to take that on. And, and granted, they're not as large as Crestron, but they have a massive footprint. He's done a phenomenal job. They developed an incredible product. And I really admire someone that looks at a situation and they go, you know what? I think I can do this better, even though I'm outnumbered. And I just think he was an incredible person. His vision was incredible. And 
he'll be missed at RTI. He was an active role. He, I mean, he passed away very young. Mm-hmm. Um, he still had a very active role, even though he had started passing on leadership roles, he was still involved in research and development. So I just, you know, I think he'll be missed in the industry. Well, and it's, it's something to be said, you know, a lot of the AV companies have been around for a really long time. And a lot of the startups that come, you know, and pop up, they don't last very long. Uh, he started in a very tough segment of the market in control. It's something that, you know, people will get excited and, and very territorial over speakers and, and, you know, stuff like that, but not the same way they do over control systems. And, you know, to build the company that he did, uh, A, being so young and B, at the time that he did was was very impressive, very impressive. So he will, he will be, you know, dramatically missed. Uh, moving on, now that we've we've dealt with that, uh, Logitech. I would actually like to jump oh, in. I'm sorry. Sure. Um, I sold RTI remotes for about 12 years, and I love all the guys over at RTI. I really am sad that we lost such a great guy. Um, and you're right, very, very young. Uh, he was able to make quite an impression on the bigger companies. And what's really interesting is at this point in time, RTI would be considered one of the longer standing companies mm-hmm. in AV because everybody else is around 10 years or younger. Um, but of course, at the time when he started, he was the only one who was fighting. So um, I think they revolutionized the idea of doing a custom user interface, making that a lot more simple to do than some of the predecessors did with the user interface and delivered a remote control that it, it wouldn't be considered affordable by most people, but definitely brought the realm of affordability to what we were used to before that. Mm-hmm. And by integrating with Crestron and the way that they did that with the 433 gateway back in the day, they were really able to leverage a better mousetrap. And um, I, I'm just, I'm, I was floored when I read that. Yeah, it was, it was very shocking news for sure. Um, moving on, the uh, Logitech announced and released a new Bluetooth music receiver. Uh, this is a really, really cost-effective device, and uh, you know, if you go through this review that uh, Tim there's showing us uh, over at CNET, it, it's you know, it's not something, it's not new, it's not uh, a revolutionary idea, but I, I don't <coughs> believe Logitech has ever brought one of these out, and they're bringing it out at a you know under thirty dollar price point. Uh, Stephen, is this something that you're going to throw into? You know, system designs at this point, uh, especially to leverage the lack of a headphone jack on all the iPhone sevens that are coming out. Uh, is this something you're going to see? I don't think so. Um, to me, this is a consumer product. So we have some consumer products that we carry. Uh, you know, Nest is a great example. It's a product geared towards consumers that we integrate with our systems. But the thing is, is um, you know we have enough devices now that we can integrate that have Bluetooth, that have Wi-Fi, that, that have all these streamings, you know, immediately the autonomic pieces come to mind. Um, you know, you, you start talking price about point at that point. Well, you are talking about another price point, but um, the problem, and, and I've had this conversation before, I feel like that if we start chasing that bottom dollar, then we'll never get better products. We'll just get other products. 
So the companies that are on the cutting edge that are doing it first, you know, they're, they're better at it. And with the Logitech piece, sure, if you've got a friend or a relative that says, hey, I want this, sure, you put that in. But $30 piece like that, that's not, it doesn't really bring anything new to the table other than price. It's the same conversation I have with vendors. I am a value add person. So other than price, price doesn't, I sell my systems. So I sell my systems and we're not concerned about price as much as we are the finished package. So whenever I sell a system, I tell the client, you know, this is, it, it is what it is as a system. So when a new product comes out, my first question is, what does this product bring to the table that I don't currently have? And if the question, if the answer to that is nothing, just a lower price, um, I just don't see any reason to do that. Um, I try to steer clear of consumer grade devices. Uh, I'm very funny. I support the companies that support our industry. So there's not a single product that I sell that did not have a vendor at CEO. Um, and I do that on purpose. We are, we, we like to support the people that support our industry. So no, if Logitech or Nest or which Nest had a booth there, I'll, I'll give them that. But <laughs> if Logitech or someone else had a, you know, comes out with a new gadget, unless it's a value add in features, no, nah, I'm not on board. Now keep in mind, they do have a presence at Infocom with their video conferencing. As well as uh, ISC too. Yeah, as well as ISC. Well, ISC was is CD and Infocom together. Exactly. So if they're if they're at Infocom, then they're going to be at ISC. But I, I get your point, and and it's a very valid point. Uh, but when I look at it, you know, this this show is based more on residential. Now, mm -hmm. when you start talking about commercial, uh, commercial space is a different animal. Well, you we're know, probably not going to see this device in commercial spaces. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was going to say this is this is not really. Would I would I use it? Um, I don't know if I would use it, but I don't think I know I wouldn't use it commercially. And I, it's one of those devices that you keep in your tool belt. And if somebody comes up to you and says, you know, I don't have a lot of money, like a, like I said, a friend or family member or somebody you're not really doing business with. But I don't think it's a product I would hinge a system design on. Right now, Delia, kind of jumping off what, what Stephen said. Is this something that, you know, putting context up beside, say, a Chromecast, which doesn't directly feed audio from any source, it feeds from a couple of sources or from a Chrome browser, in a situation where a client has that additional room and they just need to add Bluetooth to it, you're doing a bunch of stuff in, in, in the rest of the house, but they've got this one standalone system that just needs to add Bluetooth, whether it be legacy or, or whatever. Is this something that... You know, you know, kind of as Stephen said, having having in your tool belt or, or, or sitting in a box in the truck, is this one of those small little devices that just solves a quick problem? Uh, well, I've had a lot of experience with Bluetooth devices. Um, you really have to test them to figure out whether or not they work all that great. So <laughs> I haven't really used this one to know whether or not it would fit an application. Um, however, if you do have a small standalone little stereo system that exists and just needs to have an output, yeah, this would probably be your solution for you if it's not going to be added to the rest of the home. But when you look at solutions from Denon or Sonos, why would you make a disparate boombox still available to the homeowner when you can 
add a wireless piece to it, give them Bluetooth mm-hmm. and still have it as part of the rest of the whole home system. I mean, there's, there's other options available. And at 199 bucks to say, all right, well, that old school boom box that you've had for a decade now, you can replace for $200 and still have your Bluetooth capability. I'm really not sure how that, that piece actually plays without being just, as Stephen says, a complete retail piece only. Right. And if I could add something to that, let's yeah. keep in mind that <laughs> let's keep in mind that um, we're forgetting a product that kind of revolutionized uh, distributed audio. Um, it, the, the Yamaha MusicCast piece, let's keep in mind that that product not only transmits Bluetooth, it receives Bluetooth. It'll take your existing Bluetooth devices and incorporate them into the system. So if you have a Bluetooth speaker in a room and a client says, hey, you know what? I want to add, I want to use this Bluetooth speaker. I want to stick this little ball to my shower and use it. If you're using the music cast, you can use your existing devices. It does Bluetooth both ways. So that was kind of revolutionary when Yamaha did that. And, and they've had it now for about three years. It's working phenomenal or about two years, sorry. And it's working phenomenal. I've got it working for clients. So if your client comes to you and they say, hey, I had this Bluetooth speaker, uh, I wanna add it to my distributed audio system. We're doing more music cast because we are an integration. We look at everything from an integration point. Sonos is more of a standalone system. Uh, it was, I understand that now they're letting the API open up, but uh, music cast and also the HEOS, but mostly music cast has so many features that allow a client to use their existing equipment. And they kind of take that into mind that I, I just don't see, that's why I say we have all these tools in our belt. I don't see the Logitech pieces being a major a major piece. It, it, it looks like it'll fly off the shelf at Best Buy and Walmart, but I just don't see integrators grabbing a hold of it. So Tim, given that, yes, what excited you about this piece? Exactly what he said it is, <laughs> it is is the home integration part. Now, now understand that I, I looked at it from more of a DIY standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, well, and that's that's kind of my because don't get me wrong, I'm not loving this piece. We're not going to start stocking this piece at Omega, but we currently carry a a StarTech piece, which is made actually local in in London here that kind of does the same thing. And the only reason we carry it, and the only reason it sits with one or two pieces in the trucks is so that when we're doing the system and the client comes up and says, you know, I got this stupid thing I use outside, yada, 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 or whatever it is, we can say, oh yeah, here, you can take this. It's, you know, cost you 60 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever it is. And we just solve a quick, easy, dirty problem for them. Yeah. And that's, there was, so there was, there was two aspects for it. One of is, is, is as we're doing our own homes, right? This is a quick and easy way. Um, to add well, to this a head going to my house. Well, it, it, but it could though, right? <laughs> I mean, if you if you don't know Sonos or don't like Sonos for whatever reason, um, and you need to add something quick and easy, and, and for thirty bucks, it's it's worth you know it's worth keeping on the truck. Um, Hold on, we're gonna have to get Steven some sweet tea because I messed him up with that that's one. All right. <laughs> um, and you had to say sweet tea because he's from Georgia. I did. Um, I, I know him. It's, it's what goes down. Yeah, but but I I I also sitting here listening to Delia and Stephen going. You know what? You guys make a really good point. You know, for for two hundred bucks, you can have a Sonos system, and you can integrate it now into most anybody's uh, other systems. So you know what? It, it's it, it, for me, it was the price point. But Stephen makes a good point about that. Is 
you know, what, what are you, what are you sacrificing? Um, even in the review that CNET did, they said that the Chromecast has better audio than this does. Right, so, but it's yeah. limited on its on its sending. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, I don't yeah, know. It, it was a neat little thirty thirty dollar Bluetooth audio. Well, and that's the thing is, I'm always for, you know, those quick little problem solvers realizing that we're not building our business off of them. <laughs> it's the little pieces that help. Um, but moving on, talking about building businesses. Look at that segue right there. Very nice. I know. Coming to us from Residential Systems, uh, the 2016 Size and Scope Survey estimates that we're expected to see a $2.3 million uh, growth in the Cedia channel. Uh, this was um, issued from a report from the Cedia research partner, Parks and Associates. Uh, they're taking a conservative view, saying that... Uh, we're expecting to see seven to ten percent uh, growth in 2016, uh, and there's a really nice quote there from our, our good friend Dave Pedigo about seeing the stabilization of the marketplace. Stephen, is this something that we're expecting to see across the board? Is this something that you, I don't know, hang marketing dollars on when you when you see reports like this come out? I'm an interesting case when it comes to marketing because I don't do a, a lot of marketing. We're, we're mostly word of mouth. So um, what I will say is, is that we're already seeing it. Um, sales are through the roof. I've got more work than I can do. Um, my mentoring program has picked up. I've got more guys that are talking to me about mentoring, uh, new integrators coming online. The industry is already seeing it. So to say, you know, Will it happen? Yeah, of course it'll happen. It's already happening. Um, I, I think that the estimate is a little low. Um, I think it's actually going to be more than that because uh, what they're not taking into mind, and I read the survey really deeply, what they're not taking into mind is the huge jump in technology that we're experiencing right now. Uh, 4K last year, 4K this year. Clients are, last year, clients were like, I heard of 4K. This year, clients are saying, I'm interested in it. Tell me about it. For the rest of this year and the first of next year, it's going to be give me 4K. Mm -hmm. That's it. So when you start talking about that, now you're cutting your upgrade cycle short. So instead of a client upgrading every four to six years, now they're calling me going, hey, I know we just put these TVs in a couple of years ago, but I've got at least two rooms that I really want to do 4K in. So we're putting in the DirecTV 4K boxes. We're putting in the Sony 4K players. We're 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 doing the things that it takes. Uh, you know, building 4K theaters with the Sony projectors. So we are. What I'm seeing is is that because of the technology advancement, not necessarily because of the economy. The economy number I think they nailed, but I think because of the advancement, the you know HDR and the audio side, 4K and the video side, clients are hearing these things and they want it. They want it. They, they, they see the quality. They're walking into these stores. They're seeing the picture quality. They're calling me. They're asking for these things. So, um, you know, like, they all, like the old sales thing go, you know, you sell yourself. The, the, the equipment will sell itself. You have to sell you. Mm -hmm. Well, in this case, they're calling you up and, and the equipment is selling itself and you don't have to sell anything. You just walk in and change it out, do the infrastructure changes you have to do to handle the signal. So I think they're right. Uh, like I said, but I think the number may be a little low because they're not taking into mind the technology advances. Very good. Now, Delia, as as you guys are looking at supporting your dealer base, 
Um, given that one of the key findings was that uh, control system installs are on the rise, uh, I think it specifically said that 88% of AV installers are reporting are are installing whole home controls, and they're seeing a jump from 25 installs in 2015 to an expectation for a minimum of 30 uh, installs this year. Is this something that a you guys are seeing? Uh, and B, is this something that you market towards? Do, do you use reports like this in your, your marketing, both to dealers and your marketing to support dealers? Um, a little bit, but in a little bit of a different way. So uh, I agree with the report findings. I think they're slightly low. I, I agree with Steve, and I think they're a little lower than they really should be. It's probably about three, three and a quarter, maybe three and a half instead of two. Um, but, uh, what, what Claire's tried to do is help bridge the gap between the existing whole home system and what that is considered today and the mainstream, because even with this and the, I think that's why the growth is as far as high as it has been with not whole home. Um, uh, and we're looking at trying to get dealers to hundred installations a year or mm -hmm. so. Um, I enjoy the increase going from 20 to 30. That's great. But we're looking at trying to also help dealers uh, sub subsidize their business with smaller installations along the course of the year with, with another additional homeowner set. So we see an even larger growth in the smart home segments on top of the whole home segment. Right. Very good. Uh, Tim, is this something that, is this something where we're just going to continue to see an increase over the next couple of years bearing, you know, <laughs> catastrophic U.S. economy figures coming out, uh, with the rise, <laughs> Delia wants to answer this one, uh, with the rise of not only DIY, but also the, specifically the IOT and the, and the smart home stuff. Well, I'll let Delia answer first and then I'll answer after her. Uh, I think the economy has a large part to do with this. People are comfortable with the idea of technology, feel safe. They are in a spending mode right now, especially in the segment of the whole home automation sector. So yes, completely. If there's a catastrophic event. <laughs> well, and that's, so I'm, I'm gonna, just because that's kind of where, where we're headed, depending on, and I hate to do this, but depending on the election, no, no, no. It just, it, depending on the election, going into an election year, you always see changes, especially in the U.S., specifically economy-wise. Is this something that dealers should be aware of? Jumping on it potentially while it's currently in a huge upswing or a moderate upswing, shall we say? <laughs> well, it, and, and we have been an upswing, right? I, regardless of your political leanings, and, and we can get into that discussion later. Well, and I wasn't, I'm not trying to go political. No, I'm just trying but, to go, but it's, 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's a factor. It, it's a factor. The economy has been recovering. We have been on an upswing, um, uh, depending on which economists you talk with. 2010, 2011 was the end of, of, of the Great Recession, um, as it were. And, and, and we've been coming out of that and, and having growth ever since then, right? Mm hmm. Um, you make a good point, the fact that the stock market in general typically goes very bearish around this time every yes. election cycle, right? Because nobody knows. 
Um, you know, there, 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 there are polls, obviously, but nobody, honest to God, knows what's going to happen come, come November. Once that happens, then they'll make their, their reactions, you know, <laughs> a, as it were. But um, I, I actually agree with, with Delia and Stephen both on this. I think this number's low. I really do. Because you've got all these great technology companies that are finally, right, over the last two or three years, finally saying, hey, you remember, you remember Jarvis, right? You remember Jarvis from Iron Man. You remember um, the Jetsons' home where they could talk to it. We can do that. You've got Mark Zuckerberg creating his own AI uh, to, to control his home. You've got all these great technologists who, who are paying attention to at least the residential part of the, mm-hmm. of the AV industry going, you know what, let's, let's put some brain power, let's put some gray matter behind this industry. I think that right there, Delia is right. I, I think the, the idea and the comfort level of home, whole home automation is going to increase. And what that's going to do is going to do two things. First of all, it's going to increase everybody's comfort level with it, right? Think back 30 years ago. How many people did you know had have cell phones? Well, you were like two, Matt, but the rest of us. How many people, uh, you know, knew, <laughs> ha, you, did you know, had cell phones, right? You they, me old. I'm saying you're, you're, you're of the same age as I am, uh, but maybe not. This, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they were business people. They were, you know, this was back when car phones and bag phones were a thing, right? And as society got comfortable with it, more and more people started adopting it. Same thing here with, with, with whole home automation. The other thing it's going to do, it's going to drive the cost down. I'm not saying into cheap, you know, little $30 units, but it's going well, to... that will happen, yeah. but not wholly. Yes. Right. But, it, but it will make it more affordable for the average American, for the average American home to have some form of automation. That, honestly, is why I was so incredibly impressed and so excited about the, the Amazon Echo integration. It wasn't because it was Echo, and it wasn't because it was voice control. Yes, there was a segment of that. But it was the comfort level, and it was the, the, the level of comfort that people, at least in the U.S., have with Amazon in general. For crying out loud, we give them our credit card numbers, right? And, and we, we buy things from them, hand over fist, on a daily basis. Um, we're, we're inviting them into our home, so that comfort level is there. How, it's a small step from there to controlling things. And the idea that whole home automation and home automation in general being in the midsection, the, the, the middle market, is very exciting to me as, as a potential uh, revenue growth for integrators as well as, as the industry as a whole. Well, and as Stephen said, it, it's really the availability and the, the in immense speed at which technology keeps evolving. So as people become, you know, kind of more and more comfortable with all of this, it's making it much, much easier for the, the homeowner and the, and the user to get involved and, and jump on board, which is why we're seeing the growth. Yeah. Well, I, if I could interject here, you, you, you look at the Alexa voice control uh, through the Echo and the Dot and other devices. Um, you know, we were speaking about RTI earlier, and they're always on the cutting edge. It's interesting that they get overlooked sometimes by major integrators. RTI was the first one to have uh, full two-way integration with Apple TV. Um, and uh, as far as I know, and I could be wrong, but I think RTI was the first one to have Alexa integration uh, native. So I know Control 4 announced at CDA this year mm-hmm. that they had native uh, Amazon Echo integration where you could you know, talk and you didn't have to say, Alexa, tell Lutron to turn on the lights. 
uh, with RTI, it's the same thing. It's, it's, you know, and they've had that since July, June ish and control Four announced it at Cedia that they had it. Um, you know, these, these control systems are looking at these, these, um, retail level, these consumer grade products and they're going, Hey, this is it. This is what we're using. This is part of our industry. Now let's don't, exclude these devices you know i remember five ten years ago if you were a consumer grade device trying to crack the cd channel you might as well hang it up you're wasting your money mm -hmm. um now your your consumer grade devices i mean you had google uh google chromecast had a booth at cd yep you know nest had a booth at cd that uh other devices they're all consumer grade devices they they're in our shows they're there and what's neat is that they're not stuck in a corner somewhere with everybody having their nose turned up at them. Not one time did I walk by the Google booth or and, and not see people in there. I mean, people want to know. They want to know what's going on. Same thing for Amazon, the, the Echo devices. So so, so what's, what's driving that, though? Is that are, – are integrators going that route? Because, oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on. But are they going that route because – they are interested in the tech and they're excited about the tech or are they going that route because their clients keep saying, Hey, I really want this nest plugged in. I really want this nest to work. I want this drop can to work. I want this deadbolt that I bought at home Depot to, to connect to my system and go, you know, to lock when I hit my good, but my good night button. I think it's both. And I, I think that we have someone on here from a control company that could answer that, uh, answer that for us really well. But I, I think that it's, I, I think that it's a little of both. But the thing is, is that most of our consumers, they don't really want to talk about their technology. They just want it to work. So if they come in and they give us, Hey, we want this nest to work. And, and we say, well, it just, you know, it won't work or it'll cost this much money to do it. Oftentimes they'll go, okay, don't worry about it. But I think now what's happening is, is that integrators are getting on board and the customer saying, hey, I've got this Alexa. And instead of going, oh, that's nice. It'll play music or make your grocery list. Now integrators are going, oh, that's awesome. Let me tell you what you can do through your system, whatever system it is. You can tell it, hey, you know, good morning. And it'll turn on the lights and turn on the TV when, you know, I'm in the process now of writing the program for my house so that when I get home, I can walk in the door and say, Alexa uh turn espn on and it'll turn on my entire system turn on everything turn the channel to espn it'll do everything that i want right there so now you're getting into jarvis style areas which is what you were talking about earlier uh and and i'll i'll, I'll hand it over and and see what she has to say because i i mean i want to hear from a control company's aspect what they think uh, i think we're in a lucky spot honestly you know, sometimes you've got the convergence of a good idea and luck and timing. It's all how it comes together. You have a consumer that doesn't just want point-to-point -point control anymore. They want point-to-many control. And you don't have point-to-point -point manufacturers who can supply that. The only industry that can supply it is the CDA industry and the control systems that already exist. So you have a desire from a customer to purchase a point-to-point -point product but get additional aspects out of it that aren't available from the point-to-point -point company, making us legitimately needed. Yeah, because we're really yeah. hitting that point though, where it's a two-way street. We need we need the you know the DIY off the shelf, Home Depot or, or Lowe's or whoever supplying those those products like the Nest or, or whatever. 
in the past, but we also need all the integration to make it all work together. Correct? No, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. They, they absolutely. market. They, absolutely. Steven said it himself. She doesn't market. Google yeah. does. Google throws millions and billions of dollars at marketing. That's great. Let's ride the coattails of that. Get the business. <laughs> exactly. I take it back to knowing your lane, knowing your wheelhouse. Where are you strong at? I'm not a big marketing guy. So I know that if somebody else is doing all this marketing, that's why Lutron, one of Lutron's logos is actually in my company logo. Why? Because people recognize that. They get it. Lutron spends tons of money on marketing. Mm -hmm. Why reinvent the wheel? And so that's that I let the people that are good at what they're doing, do what they're doing. You know, you know, some people are, you know, good at integration. Some are really poor at picking football teams, <coughs> Cowboys. So um, I will, um, <laughs> I'll just say that you let the people that are good at what they do, do what they do. Very good. All right. Well, we will give you that last word. Uh, thanks so much for being here, guys. I appreciate getting picked on for liking a, a winning football team this week. <laughs> Notice he said this week. Yeah, he had to say this week. He had to ask. Hey, you know, this week. We, hey, we won this week. That's all that matters. Because you played the Bears. Yes, and you lost. Exactly. And so did the Gators. Yes. Oh, shut your face, boom. <laughs> and there goes our rating. Um, thanks so much for being here, guys. Uh, do you... Where can people find you? Uh, at Delia underscore Hanson. It's my Twitter. Uh, you can always reach me at, at clarecontrols.com as well. Delia.hanson at clarecontrols. Beautiful. Thanks again for being here. Steven, uh, where can people find you? Oh, they can find me at proaudioga.com, uh, proaudio underscore GA on Twitter. I'm on AV Nation as often as they'll, they'll, uh, they'll let me tag along. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. Very good. Tim, uh, most people know where to find you, but if perchance they don't. Yes. Uh, on Twitter, it's at TD Tim David Albright. Uh, and if you're in the New York area the last week of October, come by and say hi. Mm -hmm. We'll be in uh, New York for New York Digital Signage Week. Uh, we're doing two live shows, one of them uh, live from Times Square. So yeah, it'll be a big deal. Yeah. I never get invited to those ones somehow. Immigration uh, issues. Yeah, I know. Last but not least, uh, you, can, you can find me if you're so fine on pretty much every other social platform. But most importantly, please stop by avnation.tv. You'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows covering all the other verticals that we like to cover. Uh, when you do swing by the website, please make sure you check out our underwriters. Uh, they support us and we'd like you to support them. Thanks again for being here. That's all the time we have for Resi Week.